Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Awkward moments abound on our show and on a major college football coaches show. No doubt we get into the truth and what's behind the scenes when it comes to this very radio show. We pour it all out there. We spill our emotions and some tears were shed. Listen to all of it on the emerging podcast scene presented by Extend Technologies on the free Odyssey app. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Yeah, I'm good. Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. We're brought to you by Extend Technologies, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. I'm bothered by one thing. There are people reacting to our argument yesterday as if it's the first time this has ever happened. This happens on a weekly basis. It's frustrating, Ken. It truly is. But those people don't listen to the show on a weekly basis. And that's the thing. It's like, oh, these guys must hate each other. Like We did this last Thursday, I'm sure. Like We have a knockdown drag out once a week. So I will say, when I hear other radio shows blow up, I assume the same thing. But normally the other radio shows, when they have a blow-up like that, somebody gets fired or both are on leave the next week. No, that's every day. Every day we do that. And we were fine during the commercial break. Were we not? Not only were you fine during the commercial break, I believe at the point that you slapped the video away. Well, it just became ridiculous. Well, that was the point where Anthony went, all right, he needs to get this out of his system. I'm going to let him do it. But he appreciated the amount of uh, passion you put in. I was so that. happy. Because he got it out of me. I was you know, so happy. Yeah, he well, I me was, like it was, that was at 635, and that was, gen- that was genuinely 30, 30 minutes of Anthony trying to get that passion out of you. Why do you do me. that? Why okay, do do but that? I don't want people to misconstrue that as, oh, boy, these guys just want to get loud and fight each other every day. That's not the case. No. What, what was happening in real time was, and yeah, we throw in our pot shots. We have our, our insecurities, our things that we think we have over each other, and we have pot, that's every relationship. Every, there's a dynamic of every relationship. I right. do not accept that people in real life do not do, just come to the table in good faith. Disagree. Nobody I know comes comes to the table oh, in good faith when they have a discussion, when they have an argument. They bring up the stuff that bothers them or that they that they want to get out, they want to get off their chest. But because it's an argument for a reason and don't tell me that you can be a jury of your peers that doesn't pay attention to the news before you go and make your deliberation. I'm sorry, that doesn't happen. But 99% of people need to be pushed to that level. And you and I and and they avoid it. And you and I get that way at least once a week. It used to be that used to be every day. We didn't know when to let yeah, things go. Good. Yeah, there was a point. There was a point during that where you guys, in the old days, 
you got over the top of each other, and it was what we were told at that time unlistenable. And even yesterday, there was yes. a point where unlistenable in the sense of if you're just flying in and hearing this this one clip, it's hard to it's decipher awkward. who is who. Yeah, it's even awkward. though. Unlike when I'm listening to Boomer and Geo today and trying to cut that up and break it down, I'm like, oh, Boomer's got all this to say. Oh, no, that was Geo. Boomer is a little bit lower and a little bit slower in his delivery. Uh, he's he, he's like a good brisket. He's low and slow. But, <laughs> but no, it, I think when you don't listen to a show uh, regularly, it's hard to decipher who the hosts are when you don't see them, right? Just- you can imagine being a person in Boise, Idaho, watching that on the news. Because the reason it brought up, I guess it made WGN today. Yeah. On their news in Chicago. But I go, I okay. still shot of that. If it makes it on, like, makes it on, like, Boise, Idaho, could you imagine hearing some guy scream, teach me radio. Teach me how to do radio. Like, how absurd that is. <laughs> well, do you think there's ever been anything that passionate ever on the airwaves in Boise, Idaho? No. No. About There's anything. been things that passionate Even here about in Cleveland. The Fiesta Bowl when they run the freaking uh, Statue of Liberty play. <laughs> Did two people get that passionate on the radio in Boise, Idaho? I don't think so. Well, I, I think this is why it would be easy if you just came in to say, oh, either those guys truly hate each other or they're faking it. Neither is the case. If anybody who listens to our show has listened to us for more than two days, they know that that's a legitimate thing that can happen. That's Tuesday. Because both of us, let's be honest. It's, it's any day. Let's be honest. Yeah. Both of us have very strong opinions. Good, you're in the radio business. You better have strong opinions. Mm-hmm. We both have chips on our shoulders. Yes. We do. It's just, a, it's just a fact. None of us have either accepted our role in general when we've, we've uh, let's be honest, we got pretty good gigs. We got pretty good Fair gigs. Enough. And yet it's never enough for us. We're never, we're never just waking up. At least I'll speak for myself here. I can't speak for Ken, so maybe you can, you can tell me whether or not you truly agree. Because I don't, I don't know specifically what's in your mind, but I know how we talk, and I know that we have conversations literally every day. Maybe not on Saturdays sometimes, but we text. Yeah, it's almost seven days a week. Yeah, and there are things that bother me about the job, the media landscape, my career, that come up every day, and I don't know any other way. And I know for a fact, if I had a different job tomorrow in the media, that maybe some people would think, oh, that's even a better job. I wouldn't be happy just because I know how I am. Yeah, you're very unsatisfied on everything. There are very few times in my life where I have been like, I'm going to celebrate. This is a huge moment in my career. It's just never happened. And I I, I think there are other people that battle that, whether they live in a really big house on a really nice street in a really nice town, whether they have all the admiration that you could possibly have by people around you. There is a underlying thing with me. I can just tell you that they're, they're just secu- insecurities that have happened since I was born that are never going to go away. I've realized I'm 42. Mm. That's it, a good point. It's, it's a thing that it's why you go to therapy. It's why you talk to somebody because you're looking for something that may not ever exist. And then it happens when we get into a discussion that the discussion is no longer the discussion. I think almost everybody can relate to that Mm -hmm. in their personal life. You could be happily married for 35 years. I've been married for three years. That long already. No, two years, two years. I don't even know. When was I married? Two years I've been married. And now I understand what people have told me forever, which is, oh, okay. You have 
this, I almost think about, of, about it as a radio show. Hey, the last two days went really good. But oh, that thing we argued about a week ago is manifesting. And oh boy, those things from her past relationships are now coming up. And boy, those things that happened to me when I was younger are coming up. These all, all these things converge. Yeah, it's a partnership. Into a blow up. Yeah. For no reason where you yeah. forgot about why you got into an argument. I, that is just the most sincere way that I can explain I think once a why day, this happens. Once a day, I'm saying, uh, this is ridiculous. Why are we doing this? Yeah. And that's both here at the station and at home. I say that to everybody in my life. Well, this, this, this happened yesterday. Sarah said something, and I pulled into the, all right, Sarah, this is, come on. What are we arguing about? And you know what? Three minutes later, I was so happy. She started doing, like, a character, and she started coming after me with the Swiffer as a joke. And I'm like, good. That broke up the tension, and we realized how absurd this was. You, you guys have, like, get... a UCB at your house, or what's yeah. going on? You got to get. Do characters? She does characters We do a lot now. of characters. It's, uh... Izzy's got a tight five on something. <laughs> I just remember when I first got with Liz, and it's not anything different from when you did. I'm not trying to deflect our conversation into that. It's just... Man, I used to come in and bitch kids' ear off every single day because we got in a fight. I mean, there was a there was a time we got in a fight every day, every day, because I never lived with a woman before. Newlyweds, yeah. Hey, I don't think you've ever actually no. lived with a woman no. before. No, and it's such a different thing, and it's different because your your wife is actually a very competitive person. And you're a competitive person, so the the, the the dynamic is not the same. Yeah, we literally point to the scoreboard every day. Yes, that's rough. She's an Olympian. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Liz does not care about sports. Like people go, well, how do you, how can you marry right. someone who doesn't like sports? I go, are you kidding? Oh, I mean, my God, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Like being argued with, like, I don't get it. Like she asked me very superficial questions at home. But again, like everybody goes through their same. rough patches. It happens. And but. I, I I don't know. I've never taken it that seriously. Um, I've never held a grudge. I, I don't hold grudges well. That's I mean, honestly, that's why I cannot let go of the other situation we have with another person in Cleveland media. Because I'm like, how do you get that upset where you will not speak to me anymore? How is that possible? That sounds I, like I've the definition to, of a grudge, though, Ken. If you can't let go of something. But no... No, because I've just decided I'm going to let that person. I mean, I still send them a Christmas card every year. It's basically out of a. It's a troll now. <laughs> it's it's turned now. into a troll. Yeah, I have this. I have a list of. Is it my ex-wife? Because you still see no, her one. No, that's, like that's that just one. a gag. That's, that's a, a gag. That's a running gag. She's I, moved four times. I have a list of about. I think I'm at 150 that I send Holy Christmas God, cards to. How much to. money do you spend on Christmas cards every year? Too much. Too much. I and send. You a, don't have a deal going with some. You've got to get probably, if you order over a certain amount, you probably start getting discounts. I should, yeah. I send a lot of Christmas cards out. I enjoy it. It's part of the fun. I think it's old-timey. I don't think people do it as much. Um, but, no, going back to it, and we could talk about that, because we're getting our pictures taken on on uh, Saturday oh, really? as a family. Daryl's which I will do. taking pictures. I will do the family <laughs> tradition. That would be great. I I should have done that. That yeah. was God. Um I'll do the family tradition where I have to hold on to Eli to make sure he doesn't squirm out of the picture because we yeah. want to get moving here. Of course, he's getting older, so he might be okay. Um, which, by the way, his birthday's Thursday, and then we're having his birthday party on Saturday. Well, that's a big one. It's going to be a big Another one. He's one turning I seven. To. Uh, I know you're not going to come. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm just like, I'm like, how do you? Because we all say, once, once I learned that we all say, I told you, Nick accidentally texted me something critical of me 
And I tried to hold a grudge for like a day. And Nick's like, Kenny, like, and then he's like, he's like, you know, we all talk trash about each other. You know, you've talked trash about me. And we, we use a different term for it. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? He's right. And they, like, he bought me a beer. Then you feel bad. Like, then you I feel bad. bad. I felt bad. I made such a. This was like eight years ago. Oh, this was a long time ago. Even though it's the other person yeah. that perpetrated the wronghood. And I said, I'm like, and I hope Nick hears this. He may, he may not. I'm like, Nick's right. I've said, I've said very critical things to Nick, and Nick's saying very critical things to me. Who am I to sit there and get all pissed off that Nick's accidentally sent me a text? I, I swear to God, and I go. Can't, it's just our business. We talk trash about everybody. And everybody talks trash about us. And I understand that. And that's why I don't get it. But that's why I am so perplexed that one person, and it's it's gotten to the point where I saw them a few Sundays ago, and I'm like, I'm not even going to bother. Like, I know they don't want to see me. I know they don't want to talk to me, and I'm not going to go make things weird. And I could have, and I didn't want to because, you know, technically they appear on our air, and I'm just like, all right. And I brought it up before, and people are like, oh, Ken, you got to let it go. And I'm just like, it's just amazing someone could hold a grudge over something so small. And I'm just like, man, it just blows my mind. It does. Doesn't that blow your mind that someone can hold a grudge like well, that? Well, clearly, though, in that type of a situation, it's the fact that that person doesn't feel that it's small. Because yeah, nobody that, truly yeah. would. But, so it's just a different, again, it's that's a great point. It's just a communication issue. Well, and that's where I go back to, like I said, I get in these fights with my, you know, little arguments with my wife about stupid stuff. I feel is just, and I will, in the middle of it, I'll go, this is completely, this is dumb. Why are we doing this? And she'll go, that's the problem. You think it's stupid. You think it's insignificant. I do not think it's insignificant. And that's probably where this situation with you guys, although I do think for listeners of the show, it is interwoven into, it's almost a badge of, I was there when that happened. I remember what he's referring to. I have been listening X amount of years or X amount of times, and I am in on it. I know what's going on, and it's almost a a way for them to feel closer to the show and be more you know, intertwined with the show as a listener. I, yeah, I would agree. I, I think that people who know us know that it's, it's certainly not an act. If I could act that well, I wouldn't be here. Well, obviously um, some people don't know that the Daryl thing, you know? Yeah, but it's, and I think, by the way, Daryl's gotten much better at understanding that these things happen right. on the air and then we quickly right. put them aside and then we move on. And I do, but I do think my relationship with Anthony has affected other relationships I have because we say very on the air in front of you know fifty thousand people every fifteen minutes say very nasty things to each other that you would never say to anybody else, and I and I forget that other people really can't handle that, and so I'm so open about not caring about that stuff that it's really changed, and I, I, I think that's affected some people. Like, oh, you can't say that to that person. They don't get it the way that Anthony does. Um, and I think that's on air, too. I mean, there's there's been some times, you know, I always like, ah, oh, we'll call it in the ring and things like that. And it's like, no. Especially on a fill-in day or yeah, someone stepping in. To, yeah, they are not going to do that. segment, things and, like that. Uh, it's, it, but I like when you brought up the Browns and who would react which way. Because I said. In the building. And yeah. you know what I did think? I go, okay, John Dorsey definitely would react like me. Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski in an argument are definitely you. Do you want to try ownership or do you want to stay away from that? Boy, uh, I think there have been some days with Jimmy. Is more me? Yes. 
I'd be willing Absolutely. to bet. I kind of hope. I, I bet Jimmy hope. walks a good line between the two of you. I think he tries. Oh, I think he tries. Yeah. I think to be as successful as he's been, there are yeah. days you've got to be a little Lima, and there are days you've got to be a little Ken. That's a good point. It's a very good point. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, you've got to be measured at right. times, but there also has to be the point where sometimes being measured doesn't get the point home. Well, and though, doesn't drive it home at all. Depending on which one is which, and generally it seems that the more measured, like if you're a generally more measured guy, the day that you erupt is the day that everybody goes, oh. They got that in them. Yeah. Uh, I we don't, went over the line, guys. We went a little too far today. I'll say one thing I don't necessarily care for. Now, I didn't hear the WGN thing. Apparently, like somebody's like, oh, he's acting like Chicago's so much better than Cleveland. It was it was a very quick, and I believe the phrase that was used, that the anchor's only on for a second, and he says, local lunatics, I think. And oh, then really? Play, you yeah. know what doesn't bother me about that? Now, this is, we have our insecurities, like yeah. I talked about at the start of this. Um. How can I say this without sounding very uh, arrogant? I have zero doubt in my mind I could work in Chicago if I wanted to. If I moved to Chicago tomorrow, I would get a job in sports media. Zero problem. Yeah, I think so. Uh, That is not like I, I, I never had that. That like I see guys on the, this is terrible to say. This will make you me sound worse. Yeah, 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 then don't say it. Yeah. Then don't say it. I see people at markets. I don't want people to rip our market. I go, I know they could not work here. I know that that's a different situation or that person. I know I also, whatever, it's going to make me sound worse well, the more what? and more I go out about it. But I know kind of, I, I know the media situation. It's never been easier to get big time jobs in media in some ways because places have gotten cheaper. So, But a place like Chicago is almost so big that you can have not a vanilla style, but a very, um, an, a brand that is all encompassing. Where I think in Cleveland, people that come into Cleveland and try to do, I've been everywhere and let me share with you my experiences outside. That is not going to work. That's not going to work. That is not going to work. It is provincial. Clevelanders in my over decade here now. They don't accept. But I think there's a difference. You have to buy into the city to be bought into by them. I do think there's also a difference between, I don't know where this guy's from. For all I know, this guy guy on WGA could be born (laughs) and raised right there in in the West Loop. I I have no idea if people are born and raised in the West Loop. Anthony, you would know better. Um, I do think there's such a big difference between a radio show host and a guy who's a TV anchor. Right. And bopping around from city yeah, to city, X amount of Me- seconds. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they get they well, they get very in on market market. They're obsessed with markets. Um, I've told you before, nothing bothers me more than there was. We had a weather guy here one time when the gar- when the Indians lost to the Yankees, and it was the 2017 after the 22 game winning streak, right. and it, that was not a good morning for me because I I made the guarantee and we lost, and I remember just. Cuss! It's five thirty in the morning, and I am yelling in the studio, cussing this guy out because he's like, "Just want to start off. What a great season yeah, by yeah. the Guardian." And he had this like or the Indians at the time, and he's like, he had this like graphic up, and I'm like, and I was cussing up one side and down the other, like, "You don't get it here. You don't have the right." And I, as you can, it was literally everything see, I could to not yell at him. As during you can the air. literally see in the background them working on their resume for their next yes, job. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Like there are people who they get here, and the moment they get here, they want to get out. And that's to me, that's the difference between. But they're going to play TV or yeah, play radio for everybody. They'll do yeah. that, but I don't think you get as much of that in radio. No, you I, don't. I think that in a place like Chicago, you get Chicagoans 
who talk about Chicago. I think in New York, you get, I mean, you look at FAN, I mean, they always talk about the beginning of FAN. Like, you had guys from other cities who were, yeah. like, national guys, right. and it didn't really work. Yeah, we could not get hired at FAN. It just wouldn't be accepted. Wouldn't be accepted I think by there the might have been there. a time that there would be, but it'd be very hard well, now, especially Well, I don't think you could go in and just take the morning show at FAN. Yeah. You would have to work up. You would have to work your way into that spot, yeah. probably, right? Yeah. But I, I think in TV, I, I do think it's different, but I don't know. I, I love it here. But guys, and, you had to do that here, too. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, Ken, that's, you were that's at true. Lima, you were an anchor and doing the weekend the stuff, The only thing right? that helped you me. Had to, you had to show people that you were, even though you were from the area. Yeah, I thought Lima, I should have. you had left for a while. Two months in, I thought I should have had a show we, right away. We know that. I was but. 25. <laughs> when I was 25, we started, and my day. voice, the only thing that helped me was I sounded like I was 50. Oh, so I, I thought, thought I was an old, old guy man. coming back home. I remember on the weekends basically making my case every day that I should have somebody else's job. <laughs> Probably not the best way to do business. Probably yeah. not. Probably not a good idea. The way she goes. But um, either way, it's just my two cents. I just, I know there's a lot of people like, oh, God, local lunatics. I'm like, well, no, that's how Lyman and I talk to each other all the time. And I, that's part of the reason I like working with Anthony so much. And we much. are lunatics. Do you, too. just real quick, I know we're, we're probably moving here, but do you like that to be, are you okay with that being the image of Cleveland to people outside of Cleveland right now? I want people to know that the sports is important here. I think that a, a northern sports town, I think in southern sports towns, it's different. I think in a northern sports town, the sports is part of the fabric in Philly, in Pittsburgh, oh, yeah. in Cleveland. I don't Guys, think it's as much in Cincinnati. I lived in SEC country. I lived in Little Rock, Arkansas, where their teams are not as good as they act like they are, right? Yeah. Those people are passionate about the Razorbacks. This place is a lot like the South when it comes to their college. sports. College. Yes, yeah. college. Yeah. Yes. Like the, I, the way that people care about the professional teams here is much like the way people care about Gamecocks football, which mm-hmm. you should never care about it that much, right? But they do. It's a weird neighborhood in this area because right around the Great Lakes region, like Philadelphia is not that far off, even though it's an NFC team. But then you really have you have Detroit, Buffalo, Cleveland, right in that area. So yeah. it seems like this very tight neighborhood of like it, it, it's like you're driving down a street in Maple Heights. Like you're going to see these postage stamp houses, and it's like Detroit, Cleveland, both or Detroit, Cleveland, Buffalo, and right in that area. And I do think you have three areas in the north that are very passionate about their football, very defensive of their football. Um, one of them has lost a team and got it back, and you saw how the other fan bases were very defensive of them. Uh, during that time, so I, I think it's a little bit more tight knit in this area. But I, I do look at some of the other cities, and again, I've always done it one half of the country to the other. Owen's right about college sports in those areas, but when I look at professional sports here, like basketball, I think it's an underrated sport in Cleveland. I know baseball, we've always kind of had our problems. I think hockey, some way somehow, is probably an underrated sport in Pittsburgh, and that's just because I don't get to see much hockey. Right. I have an appreciation, but I don't get to see much of it. So a guy in Pittsburgh might take umbrage with that, and I'm sorry, I, I understand. But, I'm not trying to understand it. Yeah. yeah. But they have a passion for it. I, I think that sports is a very passionate thing in, in the northern part of the country. Professional sports is a very passionate thing in the northern part of the country. And I think that I you got to be protective of that because a Monday after a Browns loss, people t- tend to go haywire. And my whole thing was I'm trying to stay calm and collected, and I had it brought out of me. But, you know, we move on from that because, again, it's going to happen again probably next Tuesday. It probably won't get picked <laughs> up, but it, it, it's going to happen again at some other point, and it probably will happen again very soon. We do have another awkward bit of audio that we have. Now, speaking of the South, Dabo Sweeney's 4-4. Four and four. 
They just lost NC State. Which, Oof. if you look at the if you look at the box score, like they beat him. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. In every category, except they kept turning the ball over and doing stupid stuff. Dave Doran's another one of those coaches that I think that he is underrated. You know, I I, I didn't I, I kind of took him for granted at NC State. He's been there for a decade now. I think he's a good coach, and he deserved that win. And I know that he went after Deion Sanders afterwards, which, by the way, did you hear Deion talk about his? he's getting a totally new offensive line yeah. next year? And he's like, dude, you got four games left to go. What are you doing? Yeah, you got guys trying to play out the straight this year. I don't know. I'm not really big on recruiting, but I do like to pay attention to the transfer portal. There's not a lot of offensive linemen that you can just go and grab in the transfer portal. Like you really still have to recruit and bring up your offensive linemen the right way, like from high school. Because transfer portal offensive linemen like a left tackle. I was listening to Bud Elliott talk about this from CBS Sports. He's very good with recruiting, very smart football guy. And he had said like right now like a top end left tackle to get them out of the transfer portal, you're looking at a half a million dollars. What? Yeah, I did not know the linemen were making money. Yes, a top end, like a legitimate first strike. Because this is part of the Clemson problem. There's been three players. This is another thing I picked up from him. There's been three players in their last fifty drafted in the NFL, all seven rounds. Three are offensive linemen. Three. One of them's Jackson Carmen. Yeah. Who, frankly, his his NFL career has been a disappointment so far. So you got these guys, and they speaking of both. Places their offensive lines haven't been that great. I can't believe Dion would say such a thing with four games left to go. I'm like, man, you started out with so much promise, and I know from one win to four wins is an improvement for a lot of coaches. If you were Calderell, Calderell, it would be a real big improvement. If you were any, a lot of other guys, but you're Dion, and when you win three straight to start it off, and you're asking people if they believe, and you finish maybe four and eight by the end of this, like that. Because uh, you don't want those guys quitting on you, especially your offensive line. You're going to get your son killed. Um, but that's something we got to pay attention to. But this that wasn't what it was. Dabo Sweeney, four and four. How much is he making a year now, Clemson? Oh, I is he a double digits? Oh, I think he's. They got one of those weird things where if you look it up, he's making like four hundred thousand. Yeah, they've got him as the it's lowest great. paid employee. Yeah, in the it's state. great. Dabo Sweeney, four and four right now. And just this is going to be a long clip. Ten point eight million. Jeez. And then it's more than that. I have to just yeah. tell you. It's well, more with than the that. perks and everything, the golf, the the travel, everything. Now this is it, it, the coaches show on their radio network or on television. I believe it's on their radio network. Okay, so this is the Clemson radio network. 
So what I've got for you, Double A cut us up some stuff here. I've got the call, which is from Tyler in Spartansburg. Okay. And then uh, Dabo's answer, which is pretty long. Let's hear the call, and then we'll hear that we'll we'll get from the call, and then we'll make a remark, and then we'll get the the answer here. This is from the Dab the I'm imagining the Dabo Sweeney show on the Clemson Radio Network. Appreciate everything you said, Coach Coach Sweeney. Um, it sounded a whole lot like Tommy Bowden, and I'll tell you one thing: Tommy Bowden didn't make the, the same amount of money as you do. You make eleven point five million dollars a year. Um, that's second in college football, if, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'm curious uh, why that salary has led to a four and four. And I know we're going to talk about, you know, just being a couple plays away from undefeated and all that. Um, and I know you're a man of religion. I'm, I'm a big fan. Coach, um, before you, you categorize me as a, you know, being in the 1.5%, I was going to Clemson games and my entire family going back generations. So that they let Tyler go they call on had for, it all. They they let him go on for that's not all of his call. They let him go for quite a while. Uh three minutes and he said he was in the military and he went through this diatribe and it was basically everything he's ever said to his buddies in the last year about Dabo all right there while Dabo's listening to it and I'll give them credit. They let him talk. At no point did they do what we do sometimes where we think a call is going off the rails and not in an entertaining way. Kind of jump in. We'll do the signal with our hands. Like, all right, let's let's try to wrap they this one up. They let Tyler talk, but Tyler went, he brought up how much money he made. I bet you Dabble put his hand out, like, stop. Like, meaning, we're going to listen to this he guy. Compared, let's go. He compared him to Tommy Bowden, which yep. goes back to, back to Clemsoning. And then he said he was himself a man of religion. I mean, we were all over the map on this one. So let's hear the rest of this over so here. Here Go is ahead. Dabo with his response. Yeah, this I is believe. this is something. Now this is pretty long here. All right, all right. What's this guy's name? Tyler. Hey, Tyler. I've, I've listened this to enough Tyler. of you, Tyler. Listen, uh, you can you can have all your opinions that you want. All right. I don't know how old you are. Don't really care. All right. But let me tell you something. Um, we won eleven games last year, and you're part of the problem. To be honest with you, because that is part of the problem. It's people like you that do that. All you do is ex- the appreciation. The expectation is greater than the appreciation, mm-hmm. and that's the problem. And so, you know, we've won 12 10-plus win year- seasons in a row. That's happened three times in 150 years. So if you want to know why, Clemson ain't sniff a national championship for 35 years. We've won two in seven years. And there's only two other teams that can say that, Georgia and Alabama, Okay. Is this a bad year? Is this a – yeah, and it's my responsibility. Take 100% responsibility for it. But all this bull crap you're thinking and all these narratives you read, listen, man, you can have your opinion all you want, and you can apply for the job, and good luck to you, all right? But to answer your question, all right, we're second in draft picks. We've graduated 98% of our guys. We're second in wins, all right? We, we, if you you'd want to know why, again, I'm telling you, we're not perfect. There's a lot of teams that, you know, Frank Howard never had a bad year. Coach Ford never had a bad year. Nobody's – Coach K has never had a bad year in basketball. People have a bad year. But the part of the problem is the appreciation. I used to tell people all the time, they'd say, what's the difference in Clemson? I'm going to tell you, at, Cle- at some places there's an expectation, but at Clemson there's an appreciation. And what's happened at Clemson is is – 
we've won so much that even when we – it used to be the funds and the winning. Now even when you win, people like you complain and criticize the coaches and question everything. You, you, people like you, all right, when I hired Tony Elliott to be the offensive coordinator who never called a play in his life, I'm sure you were critical then. All right, and he took us to two national championships. People like you who just destroy, love to, to destroy people with your comments, all right, I'm sure you've never made any bad decisions. I'm sure you've lived a perfect life. I'm sure you've never, I'm sure you've led a bunch of people. I'm sure you do your job in front. So to answer your question, I started as the lowest paid coach in this freaking business. All right. And I'm where I am because I've worked my ass off every single day. And I ain't going to let some smart ass kid get on this phone and create this stuff. So if you got a problem with that, I don't care. All right. I work for for the board of trustees, the president, and the AD. And if they're tired of me leading this program, all they got to do is let me know. I'll go somewhere else where there is an appreciation. All right? It's not just winning. It's how you win. And we are in a – this is a tough year. But we've had 12, 12, 10-plus win seasons in a row. 12. We lost to Tennessee last year. They won 11 games for the first time in like 20 years. We've had 8, 11 win seasons in, in whatever, 11 years or whatever. We've won two national championships. Clemson went 35 years, all right, probably since before you were born, your whole freaking life. And we've won two in seven years. And we earned it. And we beat the best of the best to do it. The best of the best. 12 10-plus win scenes. So if you want to know why, that's why. Am I perfect? Nope. I'm far from it. I am, a, And I am a man of faith. Absolutely. All right? That's that's Dabo Sweeney on his coach's show on the Clemson Radio Network. All right, I was all ready to rip Dabo Sweeney. I, I agree with Dabo. I think Dabo makes several great points. Uh, he does. I kept thinking, I kept thinking, what would the guy say to him if he then got a chance after that? Like Dabo, Dabo wasn't mean spirited. Threw in a few jabs, like, yeah, yeah, good luck. Apply yeah, for you the apply job. for the job. But a but few jabs there, which, of course, if Dabo wanted to and what he was probably thinking in his mind about that gentleman who called up, I'm sure uh, didn't exactly equal what came out of his mouth because he was very uh, subdued. He was very nice about it. And Dabo is a guy that makes all that money. Coaches have insecurities, too. We started off the podcast talking about insecurities. You know, Dabo, in his mind, at one point was being called the second best head coach in college football, or they third. were talking about him coming back to Alabama. They were talking about him absolutely being the guy to succeed Nick, Nick Saban. Saban, and so he's sitting there, and it's a guy from home. It's a guy from home. It's uh, either an alumnus or whoever who's going to pick you apart. When Dabo knows the history, he knows exactly what that place was like before, and he knows exactly where it's going well, it, after I, him. That is offensive to to, to compare. To compare him to Tommy Bowden like that, because oh, yeah. to, to Dabo that's offensive, yeah. because it's like, hey, because yeah, his we, whole thing was yeah. get rid of the term Clemsoning. We're not doing and when that you here. take over a program. I'm sorry, I uh, I'll tell you, I know this for a fact. Urban Meyer can get up there and say all the nice things about Jim Trestle. Urban Meyer came in like any great coach would and said, "Here are the 20 things Trestle was doing wrong." What was yeah. he doing? Yeah. And you know, they had some holdovers on the staff. I mean, Luke Fickle was one of them. 
I guarantee he was like, Luke, I know you have all your, you have all your loyalty to Tressel. This is this way we're going to do it now. This is the way Urban Meyer does yeah. it. I just I beat his ass a few years ago. Uh, I'm I'm second to nobody. I'm the best coach in college football. And you, you're just not going to agree with the way things are done before you. So if anybody was out there saying, hey, uh, you know, Trestle, why can't we do it the way Trestle did and put the borders up around Ohio? He's like, are you kidding me? You see how slow Ohio State was the last few years? You see how antiquated? Like, that's how these coaches think. That's just how it works. There are There is a point where the emperor isn't wearing clothes, and that's, that's dangerous. And people hear that, they go, oh, God, he's fat on his own essence. But I don't blame him where you – I mean, you look over – when he first took over, because remember, he was an assistant on that yeah. team. Oh, yeah. And he took over, then interim. fired the offensive coordinator. Remember that? He was the interim coach, was yes, he Yes, he was. He was 4-3 and three that first year. And then they went out. I remember when they won that Chick-fil-A Bowl in 2012. I had to look this up. I remember, like, scoffing because, they. I mean, he acted like they won a Super Bowl. I mean, they, he was so excited. And I remember them acting like, they're, Clemson is here. We're doing this. And then they went out, and they went, and he was right. They've won 10-plus for 12 straight years. They've had success that previously, I'm sorry, was unimagined at Clemson. Unimagined. And Dabo, I do think that Dabo does need to change. I think that some of his ways are antiquated. I don't know. I got to tell you, I don't know if he's built for the NIL era. I mean, you are at a major, major program, and you're trying to get kids in with – slides in the in the football facility and and all the coolest things it's like no nah, man it's money now it's money it's NIL it's what can they get what can what can I earn and he will not hit the transfer portal and I think that hurts him um you know, I I know it's always been till what he says to to graduation till we die or death till we graduate or something like that is what he says and I think he's done I mean he's he's brought some things up that I think a coach in 1970 to 19 to 2005 would be extremely proud of. I think the game's changed, but I think he could stand there if long as long as there's no scandal or anything mm-hmm. that comes out. And he could say that fine, but he's also going to be a guy who probably he would get next year. There would definitely be rumbles that next year, and then I think in another year after that, if they can't get going and and get back to 10 plus, I think that's it. Victim I mean, of his own success, it, yes. You know, without he, he a doubt. is very much a victim of, and I, I totally agree with Dabo. You know, we have a buddy of ours. Like there is a program that has never been anywhere to the standard that they've been, and the NIL era is tough. They have bounced back a bit this year, but the standard for a fan changes. They, have, they always will have unrealistic expectations. I mean, people are going after Mike Loxley at, at Maryland. It's like, guys, you, t- you. You got part of the deal. You're going to take your money and you're going to you're going to get losses. The best I think you can do, especially with USC and UCLA and Oregon and Washington coming. Oh dude, my God, like, God! It, and we're not doing divisions anymore. Good luck, Iowa. Yeah, like you're going to be a six win team. Good luck, Purdue. You better like those school exact those. If you want to go to bowl games, you better schedule nothing but the MAC yeah. in the first three weeks <laughs> of the season, and hope that you don't get upset. And then maybe if you got a real good coach, you're going to go. Three and six, four and five in Big Ten play. And maybe you can get a seven Oof. and five year and you should be champions posing that. Good luck. That's what these conferences are now. For Dabo, yeah, he's I think he's absolutely what you just said. I think all of a sudden he's become a victim of his own success. That you he's been successful for so long 
that people forgot how good they got it. Because if this Tyler guy calls up, Tyler might be 25 years old. All right, well, Dabo's been there for 15 years now. That kid was 10. He was 10. He don't know. He doesn't know it. He has no clue. So He knows they're expected to win the man, national championship I was every year. all ready. When I heard yeah. the first part of this call, I was like, I was ready to just go after Dabo. I'm like, nope, Dabo's got several good points. I know he doesn't put in the most... It doesn't put it in the nicest way. I, you can tell he's holding back. But, man, I thought I was going to be against Dabo. I kind of I have to agree with him. This is what Hugh Jackson should have been doing the entire time, taking phone calls. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.